This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I have an announcement. My very first book. You guys have been listening to me talk about this book, talking about how I was writing this book, talking about what's in the book, talking about the struggle to get it done for so long now. And it is finally, finally finished and available for pre-order. I am so excited. Like I probably have never gotten this excited about anything on this show, but I'm so excited about this book. It's called Blessed and Bossed Up, Surrendering Your Ambition so God can have his way. I am so excited about this book because when I first went set out to write it, I thought that I was going to be writing a book just about entrepreneurship, similar to how the, the Black Girl Boss podcast was. And if you guys don't know, when you write a book, you can increase your prices for speaking engagements. Of course, writing a book is an excellent tool for passive income and an excellent way to establish yourself as an authority in your industry. And that's what I set out to do. But it took me a while to really get the content of what was this book going to be about. And you guys know me well enough by now to know I don't like to do things just to do things. I really like to do stuff in excellence and do things that are going to really impact people and not just be a bunch of fluff. And so when I was in prayer about, God, what am I supposed to write this book about? God really showed me in addition to all the changes that I've made on the podcast from going from the blessed, the black girl boss podcast to the blessed and bossed up podcast. He really showed me that I needed to take that and put it into a book, a very practical book. And I'm so excited about this book because it uses my story, but I also provide you guys with some very practical and easy to apply uh, strategies to make God your CEO and show you what really happens when you surrender your ambition to God. A lot of you guys ask me all the time, what does it mean to make God the CEO or how do I surrender my business? I know that God needs to be in charge, but Tatum, how? And in this book, those are the questions that I answer. I give you step-by-step instructions on how to do that. I give you formulas and systems that you can apply to your life. I give you homework assignments in this book that you can do right on the pages. Like this book, is not playing any games. And it's funny because everybody who gets their hands on this book um, in this publishing process have just been blown away by all of the information that's in it. And their lives have been blessed just by being a part of the process. So I am just extremely excited, not because it's not just because it's done or just because it's um, something for me to make money off of, but I'm excited because of what it means for your life. And I remember just just, 
I really want you guys to understand how much God was involved in this book. And I'm probably going to do a podcast later on this, but um, I remember just sitting in my prayer closet, like, God, what are we writing about? You say to apply the same messaging of uh, being blessed and bossed up to this book, but what does that look like? And I sat there and fasted and prayed and God gave me the chapters, the content, the scriptures that needed to be included, aspects of my story that I wanted to leave out that, that to put in there things that um, I'm still believing in God for, but I've put in this book as just a, another act of faith and obedience to what he tells me to do. So again, I am so excited about this book. If you go on blessedembossedup.com, you can pre-order it, pre-order it today. The orders go out August 27th and the significance of August 27th is a year ago on August 27th, God told me to fast every week for a year. And I've done that every single week for a year. I've been fasting and my life, my, my, how I see myself, how I see my purpose and my calling and the things around me have just totally changed as a result of being obedient to God. And so just as a way to surrender this book back to God, I'm going to release it on that day that is very special in my spiritual journey. Um, but yes, it's available now for pre-order. Go to blessedembossedup.com. It'll also be available for you to purchase in the description of this show. And yeah, that's it. I'm so excited, y'all. I'm just, I'm trying not to cry as I'm saying this, but I'm just so excited, not just to be putting this out before what this means for those of you who are going to read this book and apply everything that's in it. So yeah, last time, blessedandbossedup.com. Click the link in the description to pre-order yours today. And let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. I I say this every week, but every week I'm definitely excited about the episode. Um, I'm particularly excited today because we have Kavaya Watrice. Did I say the the second name right? Watrice, yeah. Okay, all right. I got to do better. But anyway, (laughs) but we have Kavaya here from the She Who Is Called app. And I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm just a huge fan of people who build brands outside of social media. I feel like every conference I go to, every uh, masterclass I see online, everything, period, is always about what your Instagram should look like, what you should be doing on social media. And, you know, my story is different from that as well. I've built a podcast to where, by the grace of God, I'm able to talk for an hour a week and make a lot of money in my business. And I don't have to worry about how many times I post on social media. And it's not to say those things will be forgotten, but it's not a priority. My business isn't contingent on social media. I can just stick with this platform and continue to grow it and connect with my audience in a way that a lot of my competitors, especially on social media, simply can't do. And that's why I really connected with your story, because you're able to do the same thing. So now you've created this app that it has become a part of people's lives, like like, I would probably be rich if I had a dollar for every time I've seen your one of your notifications screenshotted and posted on my timeline. Um, so I just am such a huge fan of people who step outside the box and create a lane for themselves to really maximize their impact as well as make money. And so a, a, a reason why you're on the show also, which is a treat for our listeners, is that we're going to be collaborating on doing a masterclass. So for y'all that's listening, mark your calendars on July 22nd at 8 p.m. We are going to be doing a masterclass masterclass together. 
and it's going to be live. So any questions you may have or anything, we're going to answer those um, right there on the spot. But we're really going to be talking about how to find your lane and dominate your impact. So the way that Kavaya has been able to create this app and dominate her lane in that space. So the way I've been able to create this podcast and dominate in that space, we're going to come together to teach you guys that's listening how to do the same things for your business. So to sign up for that, go to blessedandbossedup.com, click on the masterclass tab. It will take you there. And I'm also going to put it in the show description so you guys can um, just click on it there and get and sign up for it. So let's hop right into it. So Kavaya, tell us about, let's just start from the very beginning. How did you get bit by the entrepreneurship bug, as I call it? Right. So to be honest, I would date back to even middle school, to be honest, as far as like, you know, getting your own money type vibes. I was selling candy in middle school and my dad was like, listen, you're going to sell this candy and you're going to get this money. (laughs) Um, So I was selling candy in middle school and I was able to, you know, make make money that way um, until I got caught. But years later, um, I really, it was, it dates back to kind of, you know, you hear in church, um, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Um, And when I went off to college, um, I was away in school in Maryland, uh, UMES for two years. And then I came home and I was kind of just really confused about my place and things like that. So during that time, I did a lot of self-seeking and self-discovery. And I found that you know, my words, they were just so therapeutic and so powerful. And um, I started a blog and that was back in 2014. And I seen just how, you know, people were responding to it. And I was like, I like doing my own thing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, with time, um, it grew. Um, But through that, I think that whole just seeking and trying to find myself, um, I, I became aware of, you know, like what entrepreneurship is. And also to add to that, you know, my mom, she's an entrepreneur. She is a chef. And I've watched her literally start in our kitchen and go from that to running out kitchens to having her own restaurant. So, you know, it's definitely something that I believe runs in my blood, but also through, you know, just finding myself, um, I was definitely bit by that bug. (laughs) No, that's so interesting. I had, I guess I got started as well by um, starting a blog. I I went to Morgan State in Baltimore and, and I started a blog called Dear Regina and Regina is Latin for queen. And I used to write letters to either myself or any of my any of my friends or anything like that and it was like you said therapeutic and it was it was really a way for me to kind of communicate my brokenness while not being all the way vulnerable so I was able to write it in the form of the letters to separate myself from the story but still give the inspiration without totally you know opening myself up to people and I and I believe by that was kind of like my first taste of building a brand because it was so popular on my campus. And it was funny because I went back maybe for homecoming or something of some years after I graduated. And somebody was like, aren't you the girl who had the Dear Regina blog? And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> that was like years ago. But it just made me feel good. And I think it just shows too, when you're building a brand, if you build something that people can emotionally connect with, then you're already on the right path as far as um, establishing yourself, as well as establishing your business to be something that people buy into. So um, with the blog, though, what made you write the blog? What were some of the things that you were going through that you wanted people to connect with? Yeah, so I, you know, I was at that HBCU for two years and I just started feeling out of place. So I came home and um, I had applied to a school in New Jersey and I got accepted. But, you know, I had a previous balance at the school in Maryland, so I couldn't go. So I got that down and then I reapplied and I didn't get in. And I think feeling that kind of um, rejection 
um, from, you know, getting accepted and then not getting accepted, maybe just question, well, what am I supposed to be doing? You know what I'm saying? I already left this school. Now I'm back home. And that's a big transition of its own. So I was just really, and I, and I would truly say like that time of my life, um, it was a really dark season. Um, I went through like depression. Um, there was a lot of things going on in my home because my parents had separated. So it was just a lot of adjustments um, that were taking a toll on me. And I grew up in church. My best friend is a pastor's kid. So I had those foundational things that always brought me back to God. And that's not even like, I don't, I don't want to sound too deep, but that is like my life. That has been my life. So um, I, I did a lot of self-seeking journaling. There would be nights where I would cry myself to sleep. But at the end of the, before I went to bed, I was praying. Um, so I was sitting on the couch one day and I was talking to my best friend. I was like, I think I want to start a blog. And she was like, do it. And I was like, I value her opinion so much. So I did it. And um I think my first blog was like about purpose because that's what I was seeking. Um, And after I posted it, I threw my phone because I was so afraid like to put myself out there. Um, But after that, it just was continuously like this just outpour of everything that I was feeling that comes with finding your purpose, which is then you also deal with fear. You deal with coming outside of your comfort zone, um, you know, comparison and things like that. So it was really just this outpour of me being in my process and sharing that with other people who are also in their process. And um, it became relatable to so many people like even of different ages and um, backgrounds and I just continued to to share those stories Um, I know one time in particular I remember um, I had to speak at my church and I quoted my pastor because she had said one time, you know, she had to become cancer in order to heal cancer. She's a cancer survivor. And I was speaking in church and I, I quoted her. I said, well, maybe I had to become depressed, stressed, homeless, broken in order to heal those who are stressed, depressed, homeless and broken. And I think that's truly what I do today through my words and my secret sacrifices and obedience. Um you know, to God. So it's a lot. Um, But I just continuously share those things because there's too much in me that I know is just not for myself. (laughs) So that's that. Yeah. And I think that's really the foundation of a lot of people who desire to do more because when we start a business, it's it's most of the time because we connect to it in some way, especially when you want to be somebody or want to do something that impacts others. So not just the necessarily the businesses that may be um, a product or a service or something that I guess makes a little bit more sense as far as traditional entrepreneurship goes. But I'm talking about like that person who I don't want to say influencer because I believe that has just become so watered down, (laughs) but a person of influence, somebody who is really um, making a difference becoming that person is, is, or becoming or building a business based around that. I'm trying to find my words, but building a business based around that can be very difficult because like you said, you have to go through a lot in order to be able to connect to people. And I do believe that what's the best way to say this. I believe that those things is what makes us marketable and makes people able to connect with the app or the podcast is that vulnerability and that transparency because it provides a breath of fresh air that you just don't get when it comes to entrepreneurship or um, pursuing any type of dream. And so I, I definitely think that it's important for anybody that's listening as you're building brands, especially, well, despite what business you're building, you have to to showcase yourself in a way because people buy from people and not necessarily from business. So we're past the age where you can hide behind a logo. You have to really put yourself out there. And a part of that is being vulnerable and transparent in your story. But 
the sucky part about that is you got to go through some stuff. (laughs) And and that's where a lot of people, especially who listen to this show, really find themselves kind of navigating. How do I build this relationship or build this business, excuse me, while navigating my own emotions about where I am, what's going on in my personal life, figuring out what God wants for me. And so I want to ask you that, like, how did you navigate building this brand while going through those things? Right. So I always say I I teach it as I live it um, because I don't have all the answers. I haven't mastered every notification or every daily devotional that, you know, these people read. But one thing with me is, although I've been through so much, I can never get myself to a place where I don't know how to bring myself out if that makes sense I don't let myself get too low in my funks I I do have funks but one thing that um I do know how to do is how to encourage myself how to all right you're not feeling right let me read a little bit of a scripture um let me open up a bible plan something because um it just is necessary for me it's a vital part of life but at the same time like I say all the time like there are levels to this walk and there's levels to it when you're when you're pursuing business and you're doing purpose um with God because some people don't you know you see a lot of people doing their thing saying oh they're on purpose but are you truly inviting him into that secret place are you truly being guided and that is important for me if i'm not feeling right in my spirit and my attitude is off I'm not creating content because I I always say I'm never going to force it. I will not pour from an empty well. I I just can't allow myself to do that. So um, for me, it's very important to just take time away. Sometimes, you know, when you're constantly pouring out yourself so much, you got to take time um, and, and fuel your spirit. Things like that are really, really important to me because I go through it. I am very, very, very much so human. Um, Like I said, I haven't mastered it all, but I know when I'm in this uncomfortable place, how to, excuse me, get myself back or just step away, say a prayer, or even, even to set aside the spiritual part, really, just as a human to balance out those highs and those lows is really, really important. Yeah, and I think you you hit some good practical points um, with that. So for people who are listening and you may find yourself struggling with moving forward in your business or growing your business while facing personal difficulties, like she said, she breaks out um, the Bible app and maybe goes through a reading plan. Or you can pull out her app and go through, uh, read the Bible or find specific scriptures that speak to your situation or journal, not letting yourself get too deep into a funk. So all of these things are like very practical for you guys that's listening that I hope you take and apply as you're going through, especially when you're making God the CEO of your business, because then he's going to put you through some personal stuff while growing your business. It's all going to work out for your good, but it's definitely not going to be this fun, sexy process. It's going to be you got to be broken down in order to be built up and that's going to happen. Um, but I think she definitely hit on some good points, um, about navigating that. So back to your story though, how did you go from the blog to the mobile app? Yeah. So, okay. The blog started in 2014. It was when I had came back from school. Um, and I'm horrible with my memory, but there was, I guess this three year gap. Um, I was doing the blogging thing. There was times where I was consistent in times where I was just like, yeah, I don't feel like it. Um, but in the midst of that, I do remember putting an app on my vision board. Um, it was like an app and it was like this magazine that I wanted to create. And I had started following this page, um, another app, and that was Christ centered. And I seen that they had a company who could help me out with getting my own. So, um, in 2017, I had put it on my vision board and I started doing vision boards for 
the year instead of like a general one, because I was like, all right, I want to actually like start working on this rather than having a general vision board. So I did one strictly for the year of 2017. um, And I made it just about four things that I wanted to accomplish. And the app was one of them. And I tell this story all the time. So I had uh, got a little refund check from my school and my plan was to get me a Louis bag. Okay, I wanted (laughs) the never full Louis bag to be particular with the pink inside. And um, then what happened? Okay, so then I seen that I could get an app and it was like the same, the package that I wanted was the same amount as that bag. And I was like, you can't do that. Like, I'm ready. I wanted to take the blog to another level, like where I could reach more people and reach them like at the click of a button. I didn't want them to have to, you know, click a link, scroll to the blog. Um, So it was really me just wanting to expand um, my my viewers and things like that. So I took that money and I invested it into the app and I had no idea (laughs) that it was going to get to this place of having 20 over 22,000 people right now that had the She Who Was Call mobile app. Had no idea. I had no crazy marketing plan. I didn't even know what marketing meant. I'm still trying to understand because it's confusing to me. But um, no crazy marketing plan. It was really just me, you know, taking that content from the blog and putting it into a devotional or putting it, shortening it into a little notification and sending it out. And it was just real, genuine life stuff that I felt like I wanted when I was going through my things in my life. Um that I would have loved to have, you know, while I was going through that, I just started providing for other people. So um, it really just continued to grow. I think through me just speaking real things and people relating with that and word of mouth, um, it has just expanded. And I'm glad that I, you know, invested that money into that because if I would have had me a Louis bag, the straps probably would have been falling off by now. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you said so much. And I was taking notes as you were writing because I don't think people are going to catch it if I don't really pull it out. Um, The first thing I definitely want to point out is just the power of when you just do what God tells you to do. And first, actually, let me start with a lot of people, they really don't know how to hear from God. Right. And I always use the scripture. Um, I forgot where it is, but it pretty much says God is always talking to us. We we just have to listen. And a lot of times there are things that are in or noises that are drowning out the voice of God, whether it be internal or external. So this pivotal moment where you wanted to take this blog that you created out of purpose and and make it more convenient for the consumer. So, cause I'm a firm believer that blogs these days, you might as well just go ahead and move on to something else. Cause it's, <laughs> but, um, but to take this blog and make it something that is uh, more convenient for your consumers, that takes an investment that takes money. And I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago that a lot of people use money as an excuse to not pursue their dreams when there are so many ways to figure out how to get the money to invest in your, your ideas. And so, um, but back to not hearing God speaking for us, you came to a decision where, and it's no coincidence that the, the, whatever you paid to get this app done was the same amount for this, this bag. Mm-hmm. It was a test of your priorities at that point. It was a test of what what are you really going to do? It was God speaking to you in that moment. And so you made the right decision by choosing the app. But a lot of people, I don't think, would even look at that as like God is trying to show me something. You know what I mean? I, I remember last year sometime when I was first just learning to hear from God and trying to figure out when he's speaking to me and things like that. Um, I had just left my job and I was frustrated because I was like, I was thinking that because God told me to leave my job that I was just about to be this overnight success. And that's just not what it was. And I was getting frustrated. I'm like, God, like my bills is piling up. Like something has to give. And I remember getting um, an opportunity to speak, um, a paid opportunity to speak. And what they were paying me was the exact amount I needed for an expense. And I was like, okay, I get it. 
You know, it's just God reminding me that he is going to always provide. Mm-hmm. And there, even even now, like little things might happen where it's, it's funny because now it'll be like a, a random jump in journal orders. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, where is this coming? Like, why are all of these people buying journals right now? <laughs> this is like random. I didn't do anything differently. So what happened? And then like another expense will come up for like my book or something. After all these orders start coming in, I'm trying to figure out why. And um, an expense comes up from the book. I'm like, okay, that's what that was. God was making sure I had everything I needed in order to continue to pour into the ideas and the things that he's called me to do. And so those are just examples of ways that God will speak to us. But we really have to make sure that we're in alignment in what he wanted us to what he wants us to do. So something I did want to ask you, though, is did you seek God on behalf of creating this app? So why did you choose to go the app route as opposed to, let's say, making it into a podcast or any other thing? Mm-hmm. So I I definitely did um, pray on it. I'm a really big with that. Um, and even if because I believe God speaks to us in many different ways. And for me, it's not always an audible thing that I like, you know, physically hear through my ears, but it's a piece in my heart or it's a, it's a whisper in my heart. Um, little sayings that I know that I wouldn't say, I know Kavaya's flesh wouldn't say or instruct her to do. Um, but truly the spirit of God that works within me. So, um, I prayed on it. I even prayed, you know, on the, the company and the people that I was, um, allowing to take my money and work with me and help me through it. Um, and I would definitely say that it was that piece. It wasn't, instruction like okay do this do this do that um but it was truly like the peace of God that I felt with it and I just went with that um I forgot what else you said (laughs) no no that's good and something else that you pointed out too is another way that you can verify if you're doing the right thing is by the fruit of that decision the result of that decision and so you created this app a year ago and you've already surpassed 20 something thousand people having this app within a year. And there are a lot of people who have apps and 20 people don't even have the app. But it just goes to show that when you are in alignment with what God wants you to do, it will be successful. You don't have to do anything dramatic. Like you say, you you didn't have like a crazy marketing plan. Mm-hmm. It's like God's stamp of approval. And I love to hear stories like that because I really want people to understand that's the power of God. That's the power of making sure that he's the CEO of your business. And also a practical thing I wanted to pick out from what you said too, for the people that's listening is you work smarter and not harder. So you had this blog and you had all this great content. So instead of making it super difficult on yourself to find like, to basically start from scratch with this app, you now just utilize all the content that you had and put it into the app. Like it's... (laughs) I should have a book and I'm working on that because I had to realize that I'm like, wait, you are, you're doing too much. You got all these blogs, you have all this content, even videos that you've done, pull pieces from that, create a class from that. You know what I'm saying? Um, You definitely have to utilize your resources, go back to those old things, even in your journals, you can have a whole message in your journal. Yeah. And you could get like a teenager or somebody in college and be like, look, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you transcribe this whole journal. That's what I would do. (laughs) Here's my journal. That's something I'm probably going to do because I have about four full journals at this point. Like I'll give you X amount of dollars if you transcribe this whole thing and I need it back by this time. And I even did that with my book. It's going to be out next week for pre-order. And I was like, I was, as I was writing it, I'm like, I'm not about to write all of these chapters of stuff that I've already talked about. So I went back to the podcast and I was, and I picked out episodes that spoke to the chapters and I went on Fiverr and I paid somebody, I forgot how much he charged me, but I paid him um, for, to transcribe each podcast. And so they sent back the documents of the transcribed episodes. I just edited it. I I got rid of a lot of stuff. I added a lot of stuff. I um, just basically made it work for the book. But 70% or so of the book came from transcribing podcasts. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
you can make these, you can work smarter and not harder, especially when you've already been operating in your gifts and operating what God told you to do. As long as it's authentic, it will never go out of style. And I think what happens with a lot of people when it comes to building brands, we just become compilations of everybody we admire as opposed to just being ourselves. We're just regurgitating all of this stuff that we hear because we think it sounds good or it, and, and then we just end up putting out a bunch of fluff that really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And so um, bringing it back, though, I did want to ask, since you created the app, um, how do you make sure that. God, it maintains the center. Yes, it's a Christian app, so it's going to be scripture and stuff involved. But how do you make sure that God stays at the center of the brand so that even as you move forward with doing more things, it's still in alignment as opposed to taking something that's successful and now getting so excited, you begin to do it in your own strength. Right. Um so I would definitely say I've learned how to create my secret space um, and I'm very protective of that secret space. And so that secret space consists of, you know, my prayer time, my quiet time, um, my journaling and things like that, because it's really important. I fear God. <laughs> so it's really important for me to Oops, set my computer. Um, it's really important for me to make sure I'm not doing things outside of the will. So I'm constantly like, God, if this is not you, like, show me, tell me, you know what I'm saying? I'm constantly inquiring of his, his voice and his, his will, his opinion. Um, even if he doesn't, he doesn't always answer me right away. But like I said, there's this peace feeling, um, also something that I've recently just, strive to do a lot better with is fasting. Um, because I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I have struggled (laughs) with fasting for a very long time. It was just hard for me. I'm like, I can't eat. Like, God, you don't know that I get hangry. Like my attitude is real when I'm hungry, but that right there just is enough of an answer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you you need to fuel your spirit because you get angry. You know what I'm saying? Like you just need more of God. So that's been um, one thing that I've done a lot better with just trying to even understand why I'm doing it um, and what I'm looking to get from God out of it because um, that was really, really hard for me. But fasting is one thing, um, cultivating my secret space um, and just creating um, a peaceful environment when I'm doing my work. Um, I tend to like to, you know, have candles lit, have my worship music playing, um, put my phone on silent just to really tap in to the presence um, while I'm doing my work and things like that, because that's really, 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 really important to me. Yeah, I totally relate to that. Um, even for me, I have to, I call it, I call it putting controls in place. Mm-hmm. And um, similarly to what you said, if I don't start, like people always ask, why do you wake up so early? It's because nobody's bothering me at 530 in the morning. The second, and I know myself, if I get an email and it pops up, I'm going to read it. That sometimes it is bad because I don't always respond if I read it. But um, if I get an email, I'm going to read it. If I get a text, I'm going to read it. I don't like for things to just be, I don't like for notifications to just be piling up. It drives me nuts. But because I know that something like that will take my attention away, then I have to make sure that I set aside times where I don't have any distractions. And so for me, spending time with God every morning is easier earlier in the morning. And um, so, and also I can't start my day really without listening to worship music. It really just makes, it forces me to get into a place of being reflective of being appreciative before I get into the groove or whatever it is I got going on. It just forces me to just be grateful about what God has done in my life thus far and what he is going to do in my life. I also review my journals. Um, I try to do that as often as possible because it's easy for me to get, I'm so ambitious. I can get so caught up in what I want next that I don't appreciate where I am or what I've been brought from. Mm -hmm. And so by me looking at my journals, I'm able to 
look back and be like, wow, I was really struggling at this point. Or even listening back to old podcast episodes and was like, wow, I was really going through it at that at that point. But God has brought me through that. I'm so grateful for that. So just putting myself in a position of gratitude always starts my day off right. I turn off notifications um, for social media when I'm working. Um, so I don't know what's happening unless I physically go into the app. But then also something that I had to do as well is I don't follow anybody who triggers anything in me. Yeah. And so comparison is like the real deal. We can fake like we don't get caught in the comparison game all we want to, especially when you're allowing God to be a CEO because you move different at that point. So for me, I can't move the way a lot of entrepreneurs move. So your favorite expert that's telling you all the keys to success don't apply to me because the only person that I take advice from is God or the only or the only uh, wisdom, the only thing that is deemed wisdom for me is something that's rooted, rooted in God in some way. So if you're just speaking from books or if you're just speaking from spirituality with no actual leader in place, I'm not, that doesn't apply to me. But because that's so unpopular, it's easy to get caught up like, dang, the people that ain't making God a CEO are the most successful. It's like, what's going on? Lord, like they got everything and I'm here doing what you told me to do and I'm not there yet. And it, it, it really, I bring that up because it, it that's a place that I feel like a lot of people are going to be in uh, as you make God your CEO. And it's a, and it's a place that you're going to, might you might have to be in for a while. It really all depends on what God's plan is for you. But I just... I wanted to stay on that. It's just in my heart to stay on that because that's going to be something that deters a lot of people from making God the CEO. And that's why I wanted to talk to you as well, because I wanted people to see what results look like when it comes to making God the CEO. And and also a lot of us look at results as in money. So mm-hmm. if, if we aren't financially wealthy We feel like we're not accomplishing anything, but God values his people way more than he values money. He's going to give you money. That's nothing to him. But if he's trusting you with 20 something thousand people or trusting me with 20 something thousand people who are tuning into their plat to our platforms, like that just shows you how much God trusts you. Yes. And so for the people that's listening, as you find your lane and definitely join us for our conversation or our masterclass that we're going to have in a couple of weeks so that we can get into the business side of how you really build these brands. Um, But for the people who are struggling with building that brand, after you find your lane and you make sure that you're in alignment with what God wants you to do, he will send you the people. But it's just important that we maintain um the right perspective. Right. And so um, for you though, do how do you feel about like the whole comparison thing? Do you ever find yourself feeling like you have to shut social media off or mute some folk or how does that work for you? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, and, and so heavily at one point because it's like, you're, you're so passionate about what you want to do. Um, and you're, you're looking at the lives of other people who are already in it. And for me, in the beginning, I was signing up for everybody's masterclass. I was signing up for everybody's free guide, ebook, webinar. And I had to literally stop that because for one, it's too many voices. Um, you're getting way overload of information. And then it's like, you know, people are in different chapters than their book of you. And I think that's what a lot of us fail to understand. Like you don't see my secret sacrifice. You don't know the decisions that these people have made in in private um, or even if they are making decisions in private. And I had to really, you know, just have mental and emotional and spiritual talks with myself to get myself to see, hey, what God has for you, it still has your name on it. You don't have to worry. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to compare yourself. And that is a constant thing that I have to remind myself of. It's not a one-stop shop because as you're passionate and as you you do things with God in it, it's like you want to get there. You want to get there so bad. But um, there there's a process connected to it. And I also I always tell people, um, trust that in between 
like tr- trust the process. Everybody says that, but it's another thing to like truly live it. Trusting that in between from A to B is so important because you're going to go through the comparison thing. You're going to go through fear. Um, they go hand in hand to me because if you're comparing yourself, I feel like you, you're you're kind of fearful. Um, but I, I definitely go through that and I have to shut down my social media. I will turn it off. I'm going to try what you said too. Um, turning off my notifications because you get the scrolling and, and you see the girls with they uh you know running their businesses they gucci they chanel bags because social media oh my gosh i hate it and i love it it's like i'm here for it but then i'm like all right we need a break everybody just stop <laughs> everybody just stop yeah no i totally agree um i, I do want to ask you about those private decisions though because that's a really good point of we may see what people have um, on social media, things like that, but we don't know, like you said, a lot of those private decisions. So do you mind sharing just some of the private things that you have to go through that may not necessarily look the best for social media, but they benefit your journey so well? Right. Um, I would say for me, even at a young age, it's been... I've I've always had this heavy um, spirit of discernment on my life. Like I will know in a heartbeat, nah, don't don't go there, um, or leave, or don't you know break off this friendship, break off this relationship. Um, I've always had this heavy um, level of discernment over my life, and I think I truly thank God for it. Um, but yeah, it's whether it's honestly like. How can I explain? Um, For me, it's just been like leave. I don't even know how to explain it. Leaving certain situations or just that, that love, like I said, that level of discernment is just so heavy for me. So when I feel it, it's like, all right, no, I'm good. Um, Because I know there's a reason. Um, It's been... Jeez, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> um, but the private things I would say has definitely been just the places I go, even the things that I post. Sometimes I'm like, uh, should I post that if I'm out with my friends? I don't know because I I have, like you said, we both have these 20,000 followings now. I don't have that many people on Instagram, but I've found here lately that a lot of more people from my app are starting to find me on social media and I don't ever want to put myself in a position where people are looking at me like although I don't really care because I know who I am and I know what my values are I don't ever want to create any confusion for anyone so for me it's been not going out to certain places or not posting certain things um even watching what I, I wear sometimes to be honest just because of how social media is. And I know a lot of young girls have my app as well. Um, Just for them to see something different. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many things that are negative that they are seeing. And I want to, you know, just create a different look. So I would definitely say those things in private have just been the way that I live my life. It has been a constant sacrifice. And me and my best friend were talking about this the other day. We were saying, you know, there's been a lot of things that we just could not do because the way our life set up is just not, we just can't do it. And I actually remember my pastor was telling me that one day she was like, Kavai, you cannot do what everyone else does. And I had to learn to really understand what that meant. And for me, it's been the friendships and the relationships that I have in the places that I go. I don't go to parties and turn up and stuff like that anymore. I'd rather go to a nice restaurant, maybe have me a pretty drink. And that's about it. You know what I'm saying? But my life has been a constant sacrifices because um, of following that heaviness and that pressure um, or that discernment that I feel. Yeah. And I think, um, yes, there is a lot of sacrifice, but I want people to understand as well that one is all for our good. And it's not like we, it's not like when you follow God or make him your CEO that you're, I don't want to say boring, but you're somehow missing out on life because that's that's not the case because there are benefits to things as well. I know for me, some of my sacrifices, and I talk about a lot of my sacrifices, so they're kind of private, but 
the people on the podcast probably know because I'm so vocal and transparent. But for me, like fasting is a big, a big thing. I fast every week for a year. Um, Last year, God has has shared with me first. It was fasting was introduced to me by somebody close to me who God was was using a lot to really uh, speak to me before I could hear his voice for myself. And, um, she had brought up fasting and I was just like, okay, that was something I struggled with as well. I'm like, I can't fast. Like I'm a foodie. I like to eat. I get angry as well. So like, what, what's going to happen if I'm not eating and I got something to do, I might bite somebody's head off. And, um, so the point what she was telling me was like, you know, Tatum, some things only happen through prayer and fasting. It's kind of like an added layer to a prayer if you waiting for something to happen. And so I was like, okay, so I did it that one day. And then after doing that, I got so much clarity in what I was, what God wanted me to do moving forward. And so one of the things though was uh, to fast weekly for a year. And so that was August 27th of last year. And so coming this year, August 27th would be like my last day of um, fasting. But it's something I do it every Monday throughout the holidays. I think Christmas and New Year's was on like Mondays last year. So I did them on different days on those those weeks. But every week fasting. So I'm up 530. I fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's difficult. It's extremely difficult. But I don't plan anything on Mondays. No call. If I have a call or anything on Monday, it's going to be around like 10 a.m. to where I'm still good. Once it gets to like the 1 p.m. mark, you're liable to get your head bit off. So I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. I just really like just spend time with God and things like that. But fasting is something that I've done that's truly built me up to be able to understand what God wants for my life. Because when when you make God the CEO, and that's why I named the, the subtitle of the book is Surrendering Your Ambition So God Can Have His Way. It's difficult to surrender your ambition because I pretty much told God, like, my life is whatever you want it to be. And that is the most difficult decision to make. And it's so, and it's even more difficult to stay in that place. And so with fasting, I'm able to be like, God, what we doing? Because I'm not making decisions here. Like, what are we doing? And in last the last couple of weeks, as I've been finishing my book and things like that, I'm like, God, what are we doing? The last thing you told me to do was to finish this book. And I've had people speak things into my life to give me like little pieces of what the big picture is. And I remember praying one of my fasting days, like, God, can you just give me perspective? So at least I know what the, you know, something can you give me some perspective. So I know what's going on. And so um, God gave me like a big perspective of overall what my life means. And, and it was huge. And so, but then after that, I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. It makes me feel good that I know I'm going to be so successful. However, what am I doing next? Because the, you told me to finish this book. The book is done. What am I doing next? And so I got clarity about what to do next. But the um, fasting has really been the best thing that I've ever done in my life. And even when it comes to the book, I'm, in my fasting time, I'm like, all right, God, these are how. what's the outline for this book? What's each chapter about? And I'm writing down the chapters as I'm planning out strategies to market the book. God, what are we doing? How are we selling this? How are we, how are we going to make this a bestseller? What are we doing? And I'm writing things down. Just everything through like really a lot of fasting and praying and really spending time with God while everybody else is hustling and grinding and outworking everybody, I'm still and I'm listening. And it's not the sexiest thing in the world, like I said, but it's one of those private things that you have to do when God is the CEO. And then also, um, what else I write down? Uh, tithing is another thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really talk about much. I tell people I tithe, but tithing is important. I tithe on the first of every month. I tithe for the whole month. I take 10% of whatever I grossed the previous month. So let's say July 1st, I took 10% of everything I grossed in June and I tithed it. That happens no matter what. I don't care if I make $5, 10% is getting tithed at all times because then that gives me leverage in my prayers. Like, God, you said that if to put you to the test. 
So I'm testing you. I pay, I pay my 10%. Like I'm testing you, but that's how I know if something comes up, this is how I'm protected. If let's say an expense comes up for my book, but then I got this crazy influx of journal orders. That's the protection that I set up by tithing 10% every month. And also just like you said too, just you can't go everywhere and you have to remember that you're a representative of God. And that was something that I struggled with, if I'm being honest, because I didn't grow up in church. I, I Not at all. Um, so kind of figuring out, well, like, who am I now though? Like, God, can you show me who I am? What do, what do I do? How can I still be me? Right. But your version of me, like, what does that look like? And I've talked about it on like previous episodes of the show, kind of being in premarital counseling, as well as like counseling with my mother, as well as growing in God, just really God showing me all of these things about myself, but learning that not only can I not do certain things because, um, not only can I not do certain things because I want to be, um, a correct representative of God, but also because I want to make sure that I'm always where I'm supposed to be. So let's say I decided to turn up and let's say I went to Essence Fest and I was on Bourbon Street acting a fool. And then I ran into somebody who will be in a boardroom later. That's just making a decision on if they're going to give me a multi-million dollar deal or not. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that is important. And I think that a lot of people who, when you make God the CEO or when you decide to give your life to Christ, we undervalue how important it is to make sure that our actions, our true actions on a day-to-day basis um, align with the things that God wants us to do. And another thing that God wanted me to do this year, as I was at the end of last year, as I was like praying about what my year looked like, God told me don't drink at all this year. So I was never like a big, I partied enough in college. I think I'm good on Hennessy for the rest of my life. But um, but I, I, I love wine. Like one of my life goals is to own a winery. And so um, God was like, don't drink at all in 2018. I was kind of like, what? No, like. I can't have a glass of my back, Jesus. Like, what is going on? But um, but that's been one of those things. So, like, even now having different events or going to different places, people be like, you still not drinking? Or why are you not drinking? I'll just tell them it's something that God wanted me to do this mm-hmm. year. And it's like, so oh. you're not drinking out one drink? And then I'll see them again some months later. Like, so you really not drinking? But it's just showing it's just being an example of what obedience looked like and something small. Now I always joke and say on um, January 1st at 1201, I'm going to probably have a glass of wine in my hand, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but no, just, it's just shows um, you have to make those decisions in private. Like you said, to do what God calls you to do or do what he tells you to do and make sure that your actions line up in business as well as in your personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, in order for you to really be positioned to get that success that you want. So I know I just said a mouthful, um, but I did kind of want to bring it back to the app though and ask you like, how has this app, this, this thing that's taken off the way that it has, how has that impacted your personal brand? I think it definitely has, um, for the people who, you know, actually head over to my other social media accounts, just help them to see that, hey, like I'm human too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm with you. I am figuring it out as well. You know what I'm saying? I've created this space, um, you know, of thousands of people, but I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? I get a lot of people who DM me, um, a lot of prayer requests. Um, So I think it's allowed people to trust me, I definitely would say. And I I truly value that. because it allows me to, you know, just show them more of, I guess, like who God is and who they are. It's definitely just built the trust. And to me, that's important because I want my consumers, I want my platform to be able to trust me um, because I know that that's going to also get them to, you know, 
buy into the things that I offer as well. So I definitely think it's helped my personal brand um, just for people not to see me as because I don't want to be seen as like this. Like I want to be successful, but I don't want to be like celebrity status. Um, So I'd rather be seen as, you know, human. And um, yeah, that's important to me. Awesome. Okay, so to kind of get people ready for where we're going with the masterclass, share with us just a brief, mm, let's just say some of the top benefits uh, that you've experienced from having your own mobile app. Um, so it's definitely very um, like a convenient thing um, to get to your audience fast. You know what I'm saying? I send out those push notifications that people are screenshotting everywhere. Um, so it's definitely a fast way to get connected to your audience. Um I am personally, oh my God, I'm sorry. You might have to edit that out. I don't know how to turn my notifications off. Um, I am app stingy. (laughs) So I really wanted to create something that I know people aren't just putting things on their phone to put them on the phone because you're taking up my storage. So um, it has definitely, you know, just helped to grow my audience faster. Um, And there's so much you can do with it. I definitely would say um, creativity wise, people have it doesn't have to be something like I have, you know, of impact, influence and inspiration and Christ centered. Um, You can literally have an app for anything. There's so many things you can do with it, whether you have, um, you know, an online boutique, a fitness app, a cooking app. There's so many things that you can do with it and be creative with it and just design it to your own way. Um, but the top thing I would definitely say it is it allows me to be connected with my audience at literally the click of a button of sending something out that people are, everybody's always on their phones. You know what I'm saying? So um, to send something out and over 22,000 people can see it, um, that has definitely been one of the top things for me. Um, and, you know, being able to incorporate all of my things in one space to have my shop page. Um, also being able to share with people um, like different sermons and things like that. Um, it's just very convenient to wrap it all up, really very convenient. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think one of the benefits of having a mobile app and the same when it comes to podcasting is positioning yourself in a way that's uninterrupted from your competitors. So, of course, with a podcast, a lot of times people are listening to the podcast while they're driving, while they're at work, while they're cleaning up. They're occupied physically in some type of way while their mind is occupied or their attention is occupied by the podcast. So that allows me to be um, to for my voice to, to matter in that moment, because it's not like I'm talking and then somebody else is talking. Like when you're scrolling on social media, you see about five ads within two seconds. But from a podcast, it's an un- it's an uninterrupted opportunity for me to connect with my audience. And the same thing with, with you, you're interrupting somebody's day with the push notifications right. and providing them some type of encouragement. So now their day has changed because of this mobile app. And so I want the people to listen to really think about that and, and understand that it's so important as entrepreneurs and of people who uh, have something to say in today's world to position ourselves in a way where we are uninterrupted. And that's a part of marketing. So I know you say marketing isn't your thing, but creating something in a space that stands out is a part of marketing and and it's setting yourself up to be more marketable. So that's why we really want you guys to tune in to our masterclass, because then we'll be able to go into the details of how to start a podcast or how to create a mobile app, how to build brands that people all over the world are tuning into, how to, um, even figure out what you need to do because a podcast may not work for you. Um, a mobile app will, or a mobile app may not work for you. A podcast will. So we're really going to go into a lot of detail on how to build these brands and then how to figure out which medium works best for you and your business. And of course, like I said, it's going to be live. So you'll be able to ask us any questions um, about our businesses, about our journeys, about um, anything that we've done so that you can duplicate this in your own journey. So I think that's pretty much it. Did you have anything that you wanted to add? 
Um, let's see. I don't think so. Um, I just really want people to know, um, really to, if you're looking to, you know, do something along the lines of I and Tatum, um, you really just have to go from wanting to do it to deciding to do it. And I think that's going to be a great thing that you will see in our masterclass. So please sign up. You don't want to miss it. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you guys. Tatum, I thank you. I thank God for putting me on your heart. I truly do. Um, because I know how it is when you cultivate this space um, of impact and you see it becoming fruitful. You're very protective of it. Um, so I thank you for that. Yes, absolutely. And I'm excited to be doing this with you. I think that people are going to get so much from it. And of course, because God is at the center of it, it's going to be extremely impactful. So yeah, everybody click the link in the show description or go to blessedandbossedup.com. Click on masterclass and you'll be able to sign up. It is free. I don't think I said that. It's definitely free. So definitely opt in. This is probably the only time. <laughs> this will I know, right? <laughs> yes. So uh, that wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I will talk to you guys next week. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant.